Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. Let's talk about the film, The Matrix. Well, the trilogy, The Matrix. Why are we talking about The Matrix today? Um, We just recently watched the trilogy um, for family movie nights. You know, we're in the pandemic, so we're watching a whole bunch of movies. And... um. The Matrix seemed extremely interesting and more lifelike than I can explain. How yeah. did you, how did you feel about The Matrix? Um, it was pretty nice to watch The Matrix, The Matrix as an adult, um, and to also be have an opportunity to watch the entire trilogy, um, which was great. And I hear that they have a Matrix Four in the works, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Um, The Matrix is a massive simulated virtual reality construct of the world as it was around the turn of the 20th and 21st centuries, created by an artificial intelligence to keep the minds of humans uh, under control while they serve the organic POWs. Scenery within the Matrix is distinguished by its notable green tint. So, basically, humans are under control by an outside entity. Do you think that has any relationship between us today and the world we live in right now? Yes, and I think it has been um, for a very long time. Mm. I do believe any time that you have a structured society or a structured way that you are supposed to live as a human, Mm. um, that's kind of like the Matrix, isn't it? Um, or a simulation. Um, I do believe that it's not as complex as the movie was, mm. but I do feel like with technology, artificial intelligence, we are moving toward a state or a a different type of world that's basically functioning under technology and machines. Yeah. If you think about um, when you go into CVS or the grocery stores and before you had human interaction, but mm-hmm. now it's like 50, 50, you can choose to interact with the human or you can interact with the, what is it called? Self checkout yeah. machines. And I believe that with di- that direction, what if it gets to a point where all of technology does ev- all the thinking for us? That's what a lot of these, um, politicians and, um, People like Elon Musk and and a lot of rich people are saying that basic labor, general labor jobs will be taken over by machinery. Yeah, so if we're moving towards a world where machines are taking over the general day-to-day work life of the human or 
even how we function on our computers and our mm. phones, it's like we don't really know the back end of everything, of how they're you know creating algorithms or developing ways that they're tracking what we like. Mm -hmm. But eventually, I think that it's moving in a direction where they have constructed or developed the type of human that they want to mold or shape mm. in the type of society that we're moving into. I don't know what that is, but th but that's just the theory that I have in mind. That's interesting. A lot of movies and films and t TV shows that we've had in the past, like Star Trek, that showed us things <laughs> in the early 90s or six bases, back since the 60s, um, showed us things that we have now, like people can facetime each other through screens they had the mm -hmm. same thing in star trek or um watches that can give us all these analytics about mm -hmm. our health and facetime each other is it's extremely interesting it seems like they already know what's going to happen in the future before um we get to that future Definitely, and it sounds like predictive programming mm. where you have information that's given to you prior to it being released. So I remember us watching The Matrix, and watching The Matrix now, like I feel like if my brother or my sister were to watch The Matrix, it wouldn't phase them as much as it did mm -hmm. when we lived in a, a time where you couldn't like touch a screen and have those little gadgets that are cool, Yeah. but we have them now. So just seeing how in the past or in past films had these capabilities and technologies that we now have to the like to yeah. our discretion or to our that is available for us to use mm. um it, it's almost as if they put it out there early a little bit by little bit a little bit by little so that by the time that it's reached us mm -hmm. it's just our norm but what is the agenda you know moving towards this direction where we have so much of technology being the focus of what our lives are. Mm. If we are starting a business, the first thing that we need is a social media page and, a, you know, a website. Mm. And those are ways for marketing. But really, it's like, how do we get from a, a place where it was word of mouth to computerized communication to everything just running solely on the Internet? It's crazy. A lot of the movies... A lot of the science fiction movies that I've watched, that I've seen, um, seem like it could be our reality. Like the movie we watched, I think it was called Time with Justin Timberlake. Mm -hmm. Basically, mm -hmm. time was the currency. You know, people would, well, the, the lower class would do general uh, labor um, things for corporations and companies. And the payment for that was just giving them extra time. But then you had the billionaires who had like hundreds and thousands or even millions of years added onto their lives, which was crazy. And I can actually see that happen. Or um, I forget this one. It was a Bruce Willis movie where um, people would plug into a machine and their mind would go into these um, avatars or like robots and they could be whoever they wanted to be whether a male wanted to be a, a female he just 
hook up to the machine and something will create that robot in a reflection of what that person wanted, you know. And um, You also mentioned the one, remember? The one where um, it was Jet Li and um, Jason Strahan, I believe, and um, they were basically opening portals to other dimensions of people who were us but they weren't us they were different versions of ourselves and it's just interesting it's just interesting i i think a lot of those movies are based on like previous theories that scientists came up but it's just interesting to me um the matrix um itself is a neural interactive simulation for synthetically grown humans in a world as their bodies serve as the main power source for the machines so basically humans plug up to the matrix um through a neural link a neural link like what elon musk is trying to create <laughs> you know to br- take us to this simulated world that was created by the machines how do you feel about that like how do you feel about the direction that our lives could potentially be going to or like Mm. how what do you feel about it like what do you feel about i feel indifferent Mm -hmm. i feel indifferent because we will spend most of our times in this um created simulation instead of i don't think we will know the difference between the simulation and the real world you know it's maybe something like the sims the sims is a game that Mm -hmm. You know, you create these characters and they and you live out their their lives through the through the computer or the machine or whatever. It's funny you mentioned Sims when you were explaining the movie about Bruce Willis and mm-hmm. Jet Li. Mm-hmm. It's almost the same thing where it's like we do have ways that we can become things that we normally aren't in our physical being in our in ourselves, like as we present ourselves to people. But you have things like uh, Sims. You have mm-hmm. things like. You know, if you want to create a page and you have difficulties communicating with people like in person, you yeah. have like chat rooms or, you know, a different person. If you're a gamer, you can mm-hmm. you can play those roles with the technology that we have now. Yeah. So who's to stay like we aren't that, you know, even in the Pixar movie, was it Pixar or I'm just bringing up a whole bunch of movies <laughs> that I've seen. But you remember the movie Wally? Yes. Oh my God. About the um people who were stuck in these chairs living out these simulations but their real bodies were like massive and and grotesque and they were too lazy to like get out of these chairs so they basically lived in these chairs that just glided around and whatnot what what i've noticed with the pandemic is this has taught us that we can do everything from home Mm. even the fact that they're discussing moving away from cash completely yeah. Because they don't want people to have contact or spreading the disease or the virus. So just thinking about how our world would look like post pandemic mm-hmm. and what is in place <laughs> with the 6,550 pages that they've written um, for COVID relief. But just thinking about how in 30 to 50 years from now, Wami's generation could just be on the couch and do everything that they need to do from the couch. Yeah. And it's funny because I can't remember the last time I actually handle cash. It's usually through uh, credit cash or debit. or credit or yeah. debit. But even the fact that you can now use your phone mm-hmm. to like scan mm-hmm. something. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's very fascinating because I think that we are in a simulation. Yeah. Or a, a structured society that that is predominantly controlled by and moving more towards being controlled by technology. Yeah. Artificial Let's intelligence. Talk a little bit about the Matrix. The yeah. Matrix, um, I mean, we gave a brief summary of what it was, mm-hmm. but if you haven't seen the movie starring Ke- uh, Keanu Reeves and um, uh, what's the guy's name? The black Morpheus. Morpheus. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, he first came out as Larry Fishburne. That's yeah. why I always forget. Lawrence Fishburne and yeah. um, a few others. But it's basically a retelling, well, a futuristic retelling of the Jesus Savior story, but with technologies. Yeah. And the thing that I liked about The Matrix, which they explained so simply and kind of giving you an idea of what the film was about, is that even though Morpheus was saying that Neo was the one, mm-hmm. or this is what our vision is for our lives in the Matrix, the machines are the ones that knew everything, mm-hmm. you know? So it was up to them to have predictions mm-hmm. of what their goal was or what they foresaw for humans. You had the architect and mm-hmm. then you had the um Oracle. The Oracle, the fortune teller, mm-hmm. which was the one who was making the predictions right. in a sense. But but are those pre- were this is the question I had about the oracle. Mm-hmm. She could be on the fence of also being supportive of the architect, even though she was guiding Neo. I think the whole purpose of the Matrix is survival. You know, so the oracle convinced Morpheus to find the quote unquote the one. When in reality, I don't think he was the one. I think Agent Smith was, was the, the one. one. You know, because he was going to tear all that shit apart. But how would Agent Smith be the one if he's a machine? <sighs> Agent Smith was a simulation created by the machines. He had a job to do. But once Agent Smith fought and met with Neo, the one, um, if you haven't seen the movie, Agent Smith and Neo fought. And Neo went inside the agent, and I guess some of the code from Neo stuck with um, Agent Smith or whatever, and it woke him up. And Agent Smith started knowing things, uh, seeing things that I guess wasn't right in the simulation. Um, He noticed how um, barbaric humans were, and Mm. I guess he wanted total control over the matrix if he couldn't have the control he wanted to destroy it so let me understand this right with agent smith agent smith was created by um the architect right yeah but he ended up doing like some calculations to step out of his role his general role yeah um so here's a quote that i found that agent smith said to morpheus Mm mm-hmm I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution. Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Look out the window. This is like the part where everything was shit and dark and cloudy. You had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. So basically, humans created the machines. The machines and humans went to war. And I guess the machines wanted to take over the planet because humans we were basically deal with, yeah. messing everything up. Yes. 
So, in a sense, it he was right. You know, it, it was evolution before humans. Us, they were like several different type of humans, or humanoid people. Got Neanderthal and all the other things, but we were the only ones who survived. But this know? is what I fear too about the movie because it shows you that you can create something that can potentially be smarter mm-hmm. and outsmart you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Agent Smith was that example. How did this man like become one entity and then he ended up calculating himself to multiply? Yeah. You know. There were there are rules to the matrix mm-hmm. that can be broken. Um there was when Neo went to see the Oracle and there was a kid there bending spoons with his mind mm-hmm. and Neo and he started to talk to Neo and he was like, basically you have to realize that the spoon isn't there. You know, it looks like a spoon, but it's not really there. And once Neo realized that he be started to bend the spoon himself. Neo on the first film was coming with up with a lot of realizations because mm-hmm. even that fighting scene where he was fighting like a human and fighting then realized Morpheus. he had to yeah, yeah fighting Morpheus that scene when they were doing the karate chopping mm-hmm. and he was just fighting him like a human and you know falling getting defeated by Morpheus who's mm-hmm. a great fighter but Morpheus had said something to the lines of you know kind of like let yourself go or something like that mm-hmm. but ended up realizing that he was in a simulation so there aren't any rules yeah and it's better to kind of think and imagine what you're about to do and then you'll be able to do it mm-hmm. see that's that's why agent smith started to alter the matrix because he understood the rules and then he started to bend them. them yeah you know and I think there's a lot of similarities between the movie The Matrix and reality in which we live now because humans are able to do a lot of crazy things, you know, whether it be like a monk in in Tibet who can meditate to the point where he can walk outside with nothing but rags on on, in a mountain on a mountain and not get sick or, or catch hypothermia. Um, you have some, I think I forget this guy's name, but he's like a, a, a deep sea swimmer who can hold his breath up to like 30 minutes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like for me or you, I know me personally, I can't hold my breath up to like two minutes, <laughs> let yeah, alone 30 minutes. So minute and then it's like, I got to get back up. So the rules can be bent in a sense mm-hmm. to our reality. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. So, what were some memorable moments for you in The Matrix that made you kind of like gasp or be like, wow? Just the similarities between the Savior story with religion or, you know, with a lot of our history. What what kind of things? Because, you know, I have very limited stories in comparing film with the bible so just the whole point of a savior to me i guess is to free people or if and wake them up from whatever's keeping them sleep you know whether it be 
a Jesus or a Krishna or, or Moses or even uh, MLK or Martin Luther King, I mean, uh, uh, Malcolm X, you know, just waking people up from the daily stuff that we've been, become content with, you know? So here's a similarity that I was starting to notice in comparison to our reality. Mm-hmm. In the Matrix, when he, when Neo went to speak to the the, the architect, mm-hmm. and the architect was explaining that everything that I created, I already know the outcome of it. Yeah, it's almost like our our lives. Even though the architect, or even though the person that decided to structure the world the way that it is, mm-hmm. you put things in place so that people have certain positions. Yeah. So I think about redlining. I think about gentrification. I think about how certain people have different education from other people depending on the neighborhoods that they live in. Mm-hmm. Particularly talking about America right now, but um, even the fact that the people that we in- interact with in our environments, like let's say if you live in one neighborhood where you hear gunshots every day and another neighborhood where you don't, it's like how, like do you have the same level of stress mm-hmm. or are you stressing about the same things? No, but each person has their in- individual roles and individual stresses and individual lifestyles that develop them as humans. But it's like we have our own cliques and mm-hmm. groups of people that do the same thing. But at the end of the day, it's like it was orchestrated that way. Yeah. Not to say yeah. that you can't overcome it or, or can leave a, an, an environment to do better for yourself. But it's but not it's for like, everybody. It's not for everyone, and not yeah. everyone is going to win. Yeah. It, so. A lot of the similarities, I don't know, I just keep reverting back to religion because. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like the architect was a godlike figure. He had a beard that was gray. And he, you know, looked like the depiction of gods that they painted uh, pictures back in the day, or Christianity. And a lot of the programs that were created to help the Matrix continue, mm-hmm. um, if they didn't have any. Um, purpose after they created something they would have to go back to the source and be deleted so a lot of those programs decided to you know just run away and hide and and do what they wanted to do and it seemed like uh, um angels in a sense Mm -hmm. you know falling from heaven and living amongst men and and creating mischief and doing what they want to do and i don't know it's, it's 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 just interesting it's interesting I never thought about that. I also remember in Matrix Reloaded where Agent Smith again decides to talk. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of, let me, well, I, let me just read it first. Mm-hmm. So in Agent, um, Agent Smith says in the Matrix Reloaded, but as you well know, appearances can be deceiving, which brings me back to the reason why we're here. We're not here because we're free. We're here because we're not free. Mm-hmm. There is no escaping or reason, no denying purpose, because we both know without purpose we would not exist. Mm. So he's he's actually reinforcing the idea that this was structured in the way that we had to be like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know, like, what if Matrix Four, Agent Smith, and Neo pair up together? Mm. 
because they kind of have a similar role or know that the matrix is what it is. Mm. And they have a goal and idea in mind to take over whatever the structure the architect created so that they can benefit their own livelihood. But how, hold on, Neo is not human. No, I think, I think Neo was a mix between man and machine. How did that happen? That's what I want to know. Maybe he was a creation that the Matrix made in order to keep the Matrix um, surviving. There, the architect said there were six matrices mm-hmm. before the seventh one, and he was trying to create a perfect environment to keep the people docile and connected in order to keep the Matrix um, going or whatever. And each time people would still wake up so they had to figure out i guess they created scenarios that only a few people wake up they take them out or kill them or whatever and continue the cycle which is why they created the one neo there were six neos not neos but the ones before neo and neo was the different one because they added love into the equation which is why they gave him trinity Mm-hmm. And that is what I guess messed it up because once you add love into any human situ- situation, um, I guess the human, <laughs> whatever the story makes him invincible or something. I don't know. Yeah, very good movie. Very, very well written film. Yeah. And I think that we can't also deny the fact that the original Matrix was written by a black woman. Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to her. But um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the story. I love the fact that sci-fi, especially movies like The Matrix and the ones that you explained earlier, do such a great job in inclusivity mm-hmm. and um, is very diverse and selective about who they choose. So in Matrix, you saw a, represent- a representation of black people, white people, Latina. Mm. And then the next films you see, you know, all races represented. You have yeah. Indians, Asians, all Asians, mm-hmm. Africans, white people, like everybody's there. So I, I definitely like, and then starting to like sci-fi more for the fact that it looks like our reality. And it's funny because a lot of the names that they chose like morpheus Mm -hmm. stems from a greek name Mm. um the ship that they rolled in the nebuchadnezzar i think that was uh wait wait all of the names yeah i think that related to something in babylon or something like that. well i wish i knew more about (laughs) yeah the the historical context in that so they they pulled from a lot of different things which is super crazy to me super Mm. crazy to me but in reality, I, do you think that we're con- like really connected to the Matrix? Um, mm, that's a good question. I can't say because part of me wants to say yes and part of me wants to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I believe in God. The architect. <laughs> yes, exactly. In a sense, he's the architect mm-hmm. and... I'm not a religious person, but a spiritual person. And I do believe that there are certain things like I just didn't come into this world without a mission and a purpose. 
Mm-hmm. I think there are reasons why I'm here. The reason that I met you, the reason why we have a baby, you know? So maybe there are things that are in place for us, but it's up to us to take necessary steps to take us in certain directions that are beneficial to us mm-hmm. or detrimental. That is up to us, but I think that we are born into this world with a purpose. So you you don't think that we're connected to any... Machines? No, yeah. no, no. I don't think it's that literal, but I think... But remember the, the documentary we just watched <laughs> about social media. What was it called? The Social Conflict or something like that? I forget. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But it's basically about social media creating platforms just for our attention in order for advertisements to push their products towards us. And it probably doing more. They have cookies on computers. Um, if you look at a certain site and it comes up and says um, this computer will access your information in order to help out your search or something like that, that's basically saying we're going to take all your information, we're going to watch what you look at on your computer, mm-hmm. and then we're going to find advertisements that fit. That match whatever you're and looking And show for. you that. Um, yeah, there's a psychological study that was done mm-hmm. um, on the effects of social media. Mm-hmm. Not the pros, but the, the the cons of what social media can do for a human being. One of them says that it triggers anxiety. Another yep. one says that it sparks mental illnesses that have never appeared mm-hmm. in a human in such a short period of time. Depression. So things like depression, okay. but also um, it demonstrates a lack of empathy and focuses on a person in a selfish manner Mm -hmm. so everything is about you so you know like how people post things and they share their experiences it's most likely 99.9 percent your point of view Mm -hmm. but it makes for a world that ends up being that everybody is right and and you can't question it there was a study that showed um teenagers and younger are committing suicides at a far larger rate than before since before social media okay and then i know you roll your eyes to say this but even for like children under a certain age you said 13 and under yeah for the amount of like um their attention span and the mm. likelihood of them not being able to focus yeah. is due to their consumption of technology and like things that they have like literally able to have mm. in the palm of their hand but it's like i think it's a lot there's a lot of things that are so simple to us that maybe are studied upon like scientists and people that have an agenda to make sure a product is sold and make sure yeah. that we are focused on a specific thing and it's still fairly new so people doesn't don't really know the long time learn long term effects of it so yeah which is it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting, you know. I watched another documentary um, on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but they were also sharing information about diseases that have, like, diseases, illnesses, and, like, side effects mm-hmm. that have just recently came in the span, um, have arose, like, arose, aroused. <laughs> aroused, no, not aroused. Um, that came upon, like, humans within the span of 10 years yeah and it was things like crazy stuff so this woman is can't go outside 
because she picks up on radiation mm -hmm. and like frequencies from mm -hmm. like the electrical lines yeah. that give us and allow for us to have electricity. Fluorescent lights and yes. all that. Yeah. And another one where they couldn't explain it, but the guy couldn't walk or see. He was blind mm -hmm. just because of the same thing. It was like cell phones. It was just technology things that couldn't yeah. be around him. Yep. But there's there are new things that are even affecting our bodies. Yeah. That aren't being discussed. A lot of the energy that's being emitted, we can't even see, especially through like Wi-Fi Ima or. Imagine if we could see it, babe. Like we have our phone, we got a laptop, like so many different things. It'll be everywhere. It'll be so everywhere. Like a lot of lines. You know, <laughs> it'll be everywhere. It's weird because ever since Facebook came out, I think I've been on Facebook almost not every day, but most of the time since it's been out. And that's like, it's like brushing your teeth. How long has Facebook been out? Early 2000? I know I've had a, a, a Facebook since 2012. Yeah. 2013. So me too. And before that, it was MySpace or mm -hmm. Black Planet or mm -hmm. whatever. Always just being connected, you know. And imagine disconnecting. Would you be able to deal? I hope so. I don't think I would. Like, I, I have taken mental breaks. The longest that I've ever taken a mental break from social media or like technology is usually like when I'm looking for a new opportunity yeah. <laughs> or like a, a new thing that I'm trying to get rid of, like in my spirit or whatever. But I know that anytime that I'm like looking for a job, I'm like, there's no reason why I need to be on social media. Like, let me just find this opportunity and then I can have fun. But it's like because also just the fact of everything is just loud, like everything is to your discretion. Mm -hmm. You see everybody mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. doing things and. It, it takes a toll on mental health. And it never ends. You can scroll for hours. For hours. But then forever. there's a, a new algorithm where if you just scroll through something and not stop to look for a certain number of seconds, mm. they'll keep letting it appear in your feed mm. until like you pay attention to it. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I think a lot of us are connected. A lot of us are connected to the machine that basically controls our reality. And it's like a drug. It's sort of like it's so good you don't want to stop. Mm, mm. You'd be crazy if you wanted to stop. The social um, media documentary watch said that they create avatars of us and the algorithms in which we create. They program these avatars and the avatars predict what we want to see. And who's they? Like, that's the thing. Like, who's they? The programmers of these companies. And the programmers Facebook's. of these companies. Like, is it just for their benefit? Just for them to know that we want to be entertained and enjoy? To or, like, rich. is there an agenda behind it? They get a lot of money from advertisements and, and governments and all that. Like, mm -hmm. to just to get rich. Look at Jeff, Jeff Bezos. He doesn't have to do anything. Everything for him is automated. A lot of his factories have machines that pick the, 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 the packages for them. It must be nice to be on that side, though, if you think about it. You have the world in the palm of your hands. That or, or extremely lonely. <laughs> lonely, babe. Like, yeah, I this like guy. You, you reach a point where you don't have to do anything anymore. And a lot of the people around you are usually there for their own interests and not really there for you. That's true. But a lot of people look at that as the idea of success. But to is it be though? at a point that you're not doing anything but sitting on a beach drinking uh, a margarita every day though? if is you it? want. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's very interesting. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind ha- having Jeff Bezos money, but it's weird because a lot of the billionaires and the trillionaires in the world can end a lot of this craziness like hunger and and poverty and you know, healthcare with just a fraction of their of their money, of their bread. Yeah. I don't know. Would you, I mean, if you were rich, would you be a giving wealthy person? Yeah, I wouldn't give it all, but like 10%, you know, they say in church, you got to pay 10% to God, pay your tithes, you know, 10% of a trillion dollars is a lot of fucking money. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking money. And Amazon made over a trillion last year. So... As we predict and understand and like think through this whole simulation and matrix conversation, what do you, how how do you think that it affects you? Like, are you shocked by it? Are you like, whatever? This is just life. What are your thoughts? I think I'm not shocked by it because I've watched a lot of films over the years, science fiction films that predicted everything. So basically. It's like, oh, I've seen this before. So, do you choose to live it, or you do you choose to just like? I mean, what be else? The what else can we do? What you want to go live in the woods and and live off know. the land? I don't know. I'm just asking because there are people like Dr. Umar who are not going to do anything unless the technology is black. Dr. Umar is <laughs> out here pimping <laughs> black people's dollars. We said his name two times. He might charge us. We should stop saying I his know, name. I know, right? But I don't know. I don't know if it becomes too overbearing. Maybe we should try to look into purchasing some land and just detach ourselves from the rigmarole. Rigmarole. Hey, we need money for that. Of so all that. About what we want to do. I mean, yeah, but who knows? Watch a lot of films. What if a zombie apocalypse happens? What are we going to do? Move to Zimbabwe and find a piece of land to live off of. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do? We live in a city. Like, it's a lot of people in this <laughs> in this city. And that's a lot of people to fight off if if they start trying to bite our heads off. So do you think we live in a simulation or you think we're hooked up to a machine like the Matrix? I think we're in a simulation. What does that look like? And God is the architect. I don't know. I don't know. I think I do think we live in a simulation because everything in creation that's humanly possible started in somebody's mind first those microphones we talk into this computer that's recording us right now the building that we live in it started in, in somebody's mind first somebody had to think of that and create that before it came into fruition yeah i think we live in a simulation but i think that within a simulation we can use certain things to our advantage to be the best version of ourselves in the simulation. Learn how to bend the rules. Not even the bend the rules, but actually just to use the rules to our advantage. Mm. And find out ways to, I don't know, like be financially independent. Find out ways how to increase our income. Mm. So like we have, like we've discussed, purchasing property, mm-hmm. selling the property, and always having residual income and investments mm-hmm. that allow us to do the things that make us happy in the simulation. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just, you know. Do you think that this waiting is in the, water? the <laughs> only simulation? Mm, I don't know. Because, you know, you. 
It could be like, when you're playing like Mario or something. Each time you level up, is it like it's a, a different world, a different level to the simulation? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I would look at it like we all have designated countries. Before countries, we were just neighbors, you know, mm-hmm. without a name. I mean, well, we had names, but without a designated borders. country and borders. Yeah. So I look at countries as different worlds that have different rules. Mm. Our rules in the simulation of the United States is not going to look the same as North Korea. Yeah, it's, it's capitalism. Not look the same as Brazil. It's not going to look the same as Australia. So I think, I guess that would be the different simulations or matrices, mm. is depending on what country you live. You in. know what I'm mad about this simulation? Black people on Twitter. It's, it's today <laughs> is December 21st. Black people on Twitter. We're claiming we're going to we were going to get power, superpowers, because uh, I guess Saturn and Jupiter were <laughs> supposed to align or some bullshit. And I woke up with no damn superpowers. But do you know what? I thought about this a lot because I wanted to be on the wavelength. Like we don't got no superpowers. But for us to overcome oppression time and time again. That's power. So is that power? I want to lift up a car with my pinky. I think resilience is a superpower because it takes a strong person to be resilient. I want to have laser vision. (laughs) I know what you want. I want to see through walls and shit. Trying to be like more more on the uh, side of being critical and thoughtful about it. Right. But I don't know. What do you think? About what? What? Uh, <laughs> anything. <laughs> <I don't know laughs> uh, it's just, the thing is, I feel like there's something up. There's something that's fucked up about this world that we have no control over. It's not like, okay, I don't want to live this life. I have to stop. Mm. We have certain ways and structures that we're supposed to function in society. Why? That's how it is. That's what we were born into. Is that how it is? Well, that's what they make it the same to be. (laughs) (laughs) I think both. I think both. It's not like we can go find the architect and say, hey, architect, why did you make my life this way? I still have to work every day. Everything on this planet besides humans live by a specific law. A lion in Africa knows its purpose. I'm sup- a, a male lion. I'm supposed to have sex all day and find a gazelle to eat. And that's all it does. You know what I mean? An elephant. They basically nomadic type of, 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 of creatures. They eat whatever they can find and then they go somewhere else to eat whatever they can find they're actually quite intelligent they play and and have left yeah that too but (laughs) the purpose like the bare minimum is you know the purpose is to be nomadic and eat and poop and their poop that poop helps grow fertilize the land and shit like that like what is our purpose well we had purposes when i feel like we were in a a non-post-colonial world Mm -hmm. i think that we had certain structures and like our ethnic groups and our tribes had ways that they did things that were very simple and just as nomadic and just as natural and pure as animals experience Mm -hmm. but it's almost like uh, animals are struggling 
dudes because in the of city. Us. Yeah, <laughs> because of us. But it's like we're all affected by how the world is structured in a post-colonial world. Mm. Damn, they always messing things up, man. <laughs> always messing things up. Because yeah. it has to be something more than just work until you grow old, retire, and then There die. is. There is. There are, I mean, it has to be. We are the only country also that has it the worst. Other countries have like, what, 29 to 30 holidays a year? So what code in the matrix do I have to <laughs> <laughs> plug in in order to change this? Uh, another movie, the Mandela effect was was kind of similar, you uh-huh. know, um, about a guy whose daughter passed away. Daughter passed away and he kept seeing glimpses, glimpses of her and it felt like deja vu. And he found a master computer or whatever a computer that can alter reality and he plugged in this code that basically tore down reality and the matrix as a whole so like he can bring back his daughter so the whole theory was that god was creating these creating realities through simulations and and algorithms and mathematics on a computer it's crazy it's crazy but everything we see around us is is done with mathematics and predictive programming. Like, what if all these movies that we're watching is trying to tell us something? I think, <laughs> me personally, I think that the whole universe is just a brain functioning like a huge brain. So we're like the different neurons and yeah. arteries and parts of the the brain. Yeah. I don't know. You got a chaotic brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I think that's that's that's, that's all you got in the pocket that's, today. That's all I got in the pocket today, man. Right. Well, it was nice chatting with you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to take a nap. I, I'm, you know, I was really excited and enthusiastic about this, and then I'm like, hold up, I think I'm tired. Like, mm-hmm. my brain just just needs not to do anything. I guess that's what it is, man. Thank you for listening to this episode of Creative Habits Podcast. We uh, love you guys and appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Peace. What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us ramble. Um, Here is a quote of the day. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. A prison for your mind. More peace. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and uh, let us know what you want to hear next. Have a good one, family. Peace.